Welcome to Real Talk with Real Life. This is your host, Ryan Riggs. And I'm here today with a close friend and ally, Jesse Wasagi. How you doing, Jesse? Hey, hey, Ryan. What's going on, my man? I guess first I want to start by, you know, um, getting a little bit of your story so everybody knows, you know, who you are and what you do and where you came from and all that stuff. Sure. Uh, so I, I, um, I don't really know where to start. Uh, I, you know, I give a, a little background. Uh, you know, I, um, I suffer from substance use disorder. I started using at a young age. Uh, you know, drugs and alcohol took me to um, basically where I ended up was prison and jails. Uh, you know, and, and brought me like some of the literature that we read. It brought me down to that animalistic level you know i ended up doing a lot of things that i never thought i would do uh so um you know i um i I, i'm like the poster boy for what the the uh the judicial system calls the recidivism um you know i i was in and out in and out and, and that happened for a long time for me you know, finally I got to the point where enough was enough and, and I decided to do something different. And that's kind of what brought me to to recovery. Uh, you know, there, there's many of bottoms that have happened, but, uh, you know, I got to the point where the pain was great enough and I wanted to do something different. All right. So how long have you been uh, in recovery now? Well, I've been clean for, for seven years, but, you know, the first time I ever stepped foot in a 12-step meeting, I was, I think, maybe 18 years old, 17 years old, you know, but I went in one door and out the other and didn't listen to anything that was said. Uh, you know, first time I ever went to treatment, I think I was 18. And the same thing, you know, everything that was said went in one ear and out the other. Um, you know, now I've been clean for seven years and in, 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 in recovery, you know, recovering and, and doing things differently. All right, so 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 that kind of brings up a good point, man. So one of the like you know side topics I want to talk about is uh, you know, uh, I think people tend to, like the weird thing about so I'm right about um, the fact that you engage in a abstinence based twelve step program. Am I correct about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I twelve step fellowship is is what is what I that is where I go to to get my recovery um but i'm i'm pretty open the long the the longer that i've been around and the more things i've learned i'm i I believe the solution is the same so i'm not really close-minded to to where you get it from but where i personally get it from is you know i i I go to narcotics anonymous but i'm definitely not like the the poster boy na or the representative of. (laughs) (laughs) I, i get it i get it but so like um I don't know, man. There's been a lot of talk recently about, um, I don't know, man. You know, you've seen this stuff on social media and all the all the grumblings. And I think that the recovery movement as a whole has been splintered at some degree by all of the, uh, you know, the MAT and all that stuff that's been going on. But one of the one of the points that we were talking about the other day, me and somebody else, was you know the crazy thing about abstinence based recovery is typically um, a relapse is considered a failure, you know. Um, but then with other um, other pathways, it's like as long as they're engaged, it's it's a success. And so, 
Um, you know, I kind of want to talk a little bit about that, man, because I know my story personally is, you know, I'm like you, man. Like I came in and out of, uh, you know, 12 step fellowship, uh, of, of, of Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, you know, for, for some years, you know, over a decade even. But, um, but, you know, like, but I, I kept trying, you know, and I had some relapses where I disengaged from it or whatever. But, you know, when I look at those times, I don't really, um, you know, consider that stuff uh, a failure because, you know, um, that stuff has played a part. I mean, those slips, those falls, those relapses, that hard headedness, all that stuff has kind of played a part. And, um, you know, getting me to the point that I had to get to in order to, to, to get where I am today. So, um, you know, so what are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I, I'm just real grateful that I had some, some people around me, some real positive, uplifting people around me, uh, for, for my relapses, you know, cause there, there, there was many of them, you know, I never got it right the first time, second time, the third time, you know, it, it took multiple times for me to get it right. And I had people within, within the 12 step fellowship who, who loved me and, and, and cared for me and, and, and always told me, you know, hey, what are we going to do different this time? You know, um, how can we help? Uh, you know, and there was times where I came around, and this was years ago. This was maybe 10 years ago. I was on MAT. I, I came around. I was on methadone. And, you know, I was told, hey, just keep coming back. I was never shunned. Uh, you know, I know now I hear about people saying they were shunned. My experience, like, I can't, I can't contest to that because I never was shunned when I was on MAT. I was told to keep coming back and we love you. And, you know, and, and I appreciated that. Uh, so, you know, my, my experience, it may be different from others. Uh, you know, I, I believe in, 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 in just, you know, in anonymous, one of the spiritual principles that we apply is love, you know, and that's what we have to do. And, and, and for the most part, that's what the majority of the people in 12 step fellowship do. I think it's just a lot of times it's misinterpreted. Uh, when we talk about MAT, because there's so many facets to MAT. It's not just methadone or suboxone. There's so many other medications that are considered MAT and, and just everybody forgets about those medications. And, and what everybody tries to do is they try to become doctors when they're really not. Uh, you know, the reality is, you know, uh, I leave the, the doctoring up to the doctor you know so if, if anybody comes and even in my place of work where i work at and, and, and what i do professionally you know I, when i'm sitting across from a participant i never tell them you know you know what to do as far as taking medication for depression or for uh, maintenance or any of that stuff because i'm not a doctor you know and, and i'm not going to do that uh you know but you know, I do believe that abstinence is, is, is what's best for me, you know, and, and that's just my experience. Yeah, I can agree, man. I, I feel the same way, you know, I think, uh, I mean, that's, that's exactly how I feel. It's right for me, but at the same time, you know, I, you know, the, the, the principles that we learn, you know, and the pathway that I choose is, uh, have caused me to be a little bit more open-minded to, uh, to, to other stuff, man. And so, um, though I don't choose to do that, you know, I, I try to do the best I can to be inviting for people or to be, you know, compassionate and loving to people no matter where they're at, man. And I think, you know, you and I have had an ongoing relationship and I think, you know, I, I model a lot of my behavior off of the things that I learned from example, from people like you and Walter and, 
you know, just a bunch of the, of our other network people, man. And so I'm grateful for you for that, you know, for showing me, uh, you know, those principles in action, man. You know, I think, um, I don't know, man, I'm just, I'm grateful that I had that stance, man. Cause ultimately at the end of the day, you know, I think what's most important is that, you know, people are engaged in some pathway that, uh, you know, that is going to save their life. And, and, and quite frankly, to be honest with you, like, you know, like I think people tend to think that like pathways are mutually exclusive. Like you, like you have to pick this pathway and stay on this pathway and this is the one you're going to be on. Like, you know? I, yeah. I, yeah. I can, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like, it becomes like, you know, so, so we play this game as human beings where it's like, you know, it, it's like this competition, not competition. I don't know, but it's like pick a side. Right. And like the sides are often in battle with one another. And it's like, you don't, you know, like we ain't in a battle with each other. We're all on the same side here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and you know, and it's like, it, it, you know, because substance use disorder is a disorder. You know, it's a disease, uh, and and if we're gonna treat it like that, we need to understand there there's there's many ways to treat it. Uh, you know, there's many pathways to get to the solution. Just like um, any any illness out there, there's 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 many ways to treat that illness. You know, there's not just one way to do it, uh, you know, and that's what I believe with substance use disorder. You know, there's many ways to get that help. And I think a lot of times uh, a lot of us that, you know, that that might have, you know, some kind of professional job in this environment, we get so caught up in, in, in certain things. We lose sight of what we're actually here to do. Right. And, and we're actually here to help. You know, we, we want to help the next sick and suffering, you know, and that's what we want to do. Uh, and, and if we got to meet them where they're at, then we meet them where they're at. Here at the Real Life Community Center, our mission is to assist individuals who have been impacted by incarceration, homelessness, who are battling addiction to overcome barriers and obstacles faced within the community to hinder their prosperity and their ability to have a thriving future. Our vision is to walk alongside our clients, to see them grow into prosperous and thriving life while highlighting the barriers associated with those exiting incarceration and overcoming addiction in order to reduce the negative stigmas and stereotypes. Every day, men and women looking for second chances and redemption walk through our doors. They are seeking hope, motivation, and skills in order to make that change. Through community partnerships and financial investments, Real Life is able to provide clients specifically with what they need, intense case management, an expected mother's program, recovery housing or housing referrals, mental health services, classes and groups, job preparation and placement, transportation assistance, substance use disorder support, educational opportunities, a clothing closet, a computer lab, and more. And most important, unconditional love and support. All donations directly support providing services to further our mission, of assisting individuals who have been impacted by incarceration or homelessness or those battling a substance use disorder to overcome barriers and obstacles faced within the community that hinder their prosperity and ability to have a thriving future. If you would like to donate to Real Life Community Center, you can donate on our webpage, www.reallifeprogram.org backslash donate, or you can donate directly through the anchor.fm app or listening platform all right well uh so so uh, what's it like being a new father again after some years uh you know 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having a newborn baby in the house. What's that like? Um, you know, I I I, I love it. Uh, you, well, I you know, there's many many aspects of a newborn baby. No doubt. Uh, you know, uh, you know, and ha- having ha- having Luna in the house. Uh, you know, um, I I never thought I would have another kid. Um, but like you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, me and Kelly, you know, together as a team. And not only are we raising her, you know, we're raising we're raising my kids together too. You know, and I I can just, you know, I I, I know it's got to be hard. You 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 um. Well, I don't know if you have experience. Think you have experience with this. Uh, you know, um, being a step parent. Um, I do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's 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 got to be tough, man. You know, I I feel for for Kelly sometimes because. You know, she's in that role and, you know, together, like for me, it's just, you know, it just a lot of the stuff is just easy. Like it's almost easier for the parent who's who's actually the, you know, the parent parent, you know, then you got the step parent there and they don't know their place sometimes and their role. And, you know, now we got Luna in the picture and, you know, so I, I know it's tough for her, man. She's got so much courage in what she does, man. But, you know, I, I I never thought I would have another child, but I'm I'm just blessed that I have it with you know a, a kind and caring, loving mom like like Kelly, and she, you know, she does her thing as a mom, and it, you know it makes it so much easier for for me. Um, I you know for a long time I had Camden and Cadence by myself for a long long time, uh, so like to do it with with somebody, uh, man, it's like. <laughs> it makes it so much easier and you know i was sharing this with her the other day you know she was like I, I i think i had one of my moments where i was like being super dad and i was cooking dinners and i was cooking like meals for monday and tuesday and wednesday and i had all these meals prepped for them and i had like clothes set out and did homework with them and you know she was like she went upstairs and she's laying down she was like and i, I she was feeling bad and she was like you know you do all this and i never do anything i'm like you're crazy i was like you pick it up on the days that I don't want to do it. I go lay down and chill and you're in there doing everything. You're feeding Luna, you're cooking dinner, you know, and that's what that partnership does, man. And and, and for a long time, I never had that. So like I struggled, I feel bad. like Cam and Cadence, you know, it was like chicken nuggets in the microwave for him. You know? <laughs> so, you know, well, ha- having, having somebody doing it, doing it with somebody makes it all that much better. Uh, you know, so I, I love it, man. You know, having, having Luna and, you know, I, man, you know, putting, putting being a parent into words is so hard, but you know, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I know, um, you know, I know that for a long time, um, you know, you were, you were, uh, you were really, I, I don't know, I guess it's kind of amazing to me because I, I've known you long enough to know that the things that you're doing right now is exactly where you wanted to be at one point. And so, um, it's kind of amazing to see. That's what I love about the people that I deal with in life is that, you know, today, like, you remember when we were like in the street or incarcerated and doing all these things, like everybody had this, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Nobody ever did nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the a, lot, people a lot of I, talk, a lot of talk. <laughs> yeah. So the people I surround myself with today, man, like, they, like it's just, they, 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 they have an idea, they have a vision for themselves and they, they for the most part put themselves in position. And so I've watched you do that specifically in regards to, um, you know, the relationship with Kelly. And so, um, you know, how does that feel to kind of, 
um, you know, uh, and I know it's like a double-edged sword and it feels good. And it also comes with, you know, a lot of responsibility and a lot of work, but you know, what is, uh, how does that feel, man? To, you know, to, to, you know, I remember just a few years ago, it was like, man, I want, I want, you know, a partner and I want, you know, this, and then here you are and you have it. Like, how does that feel? And what is, you know, what does that entail? And how do you, you know, how do you maintain that? Or how do you work on that and keep that, you know, cause the relationship is work, man. So, you know, what, like, what do you do and, and, and how does that feel, you know, in, in regards to navigating uh, the relationship? Man, you know, it, it, I, I, I can't really even put into words how it feels. It's, it's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I was just, I was on this, this podcast a couple of weeks ago called Lead, Learn and Grow. And the gentleman on there named Robin, he asked me, he said, you know, what is one of the things you're looking forward to in 2019? And it's exactly what you're what you're talking about. Like this relationship that I formed with Kelly, like I'm just so excited about our future together, you know, um, because like I've 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 longed for that and I've longed for it clean, you know, in recovery. You know, I've had many of relationships, but they've all been torn from my using you know, mainly, mainly me, um, you know, and the decisions I made and now I, I'm, I'm in something and it's healthy, uh, you know, but like you, you said uh, something real important, man, it takes work and sure enough does, you know, I remember <laughs> calling, uh, Ryan, I remember calling Walter uh, a couple months ago and I'm talking to him about some stuff me and Kelly are going through and I'm, you know, I'm fussing. He's like, man, you know, for years you prayed and you talk to us, your network, you you know, you talk to the fellas about you wanting a relationship, wanting a family. Now you got it. And it sounds to me like you need to do the work to keep it. And I was like, damn, I got <laughs> to do some work now. I thought just, you know, I thought it got easy once I fell in love and yeah. you know, it, it takes some work. And I know, you know, cause you know, you've been with, with Ashley for a minute and you've done the work, you know, and, and, and I, I see it now. I'm like, okay. All right. Um, yeah, but it ain't what the job ain't never done. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It, it, it never stops. That's the thing. Um, so you know, I think it's just practical. Uh, you know, it's just it, it's a working it's a work in progress, man. You know, it's like a working model, man. It grows. You know, as things change, and and you know, man, like I think the interesting thing about relationships is like not only does the relationship change, but like the key thing is that like people change. You know, like you know, I grow and she grows and sometimes I regress, you know, and, or I, you know, slip or, you know, and our children are growing all at the same time and they're becoming like, you know, every few months, it's like they're different people to some degree, you know? So it's like, um, I don't know, man, it's just a really strange, but at the same time, uh, you know, rewarding. And I think the word you used was awesome. And it's just, that's how it is. It's a very awesome thing to, uh, to play a part in man and so you know i think when when i started this journey um you know it was like something like you know the depth of of of, of feelings and emotions and um gratitude and and all the stuff that goes along with with the family like that that was so far from my radar that um you know i oftentimes have a hard time articulating you know exactly what it means to me and i so i can relate you know when i ask you questions you're like i don't really you know, know how to put it in the words, but you know, it is what it is. So, um, so, uh, so you're over at, at the McShin Foundation and, uh, you know, y'all, y'all do amazing things. You know, I, I love McShin. Y'all know I'm up there a lot and, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I, I love what y'all do there. Um, 
but I guess I, you know, one of the things uh, people ask me a lot, you know, is, you know, what is, you know, because you know, when, when we're early in recovery, you know, everybody wants to wants to help people, right? Everybody wants to. <laughs> You know, say like you know, you catch anybody with six months clean, ask them what they want to do. They want to be what a social worker or yeah, you know. drug counselor. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, but you've been, you know, you transitioned to McShin, um, you know, after a while, and um, you know, of, of being where you were at. And uh, so, what are some things that you that you uh, that you faced at you know with you, in your role there that you weren't expecting, and maybe um, what are some of the difficulties that you that you kind of, um, you know, or some of the, the harder things or parts of your, uh, your role there that, that, that you have to do and navigate, if you don't mind discussing that. Sure. Uh, you know, it, when I came there, there wasn't really too much that I didn't expect would happen. Uh, for the most part, everything, you know, everything that I've seen in that, that, that is entailed at, working at McShin is stuff that I knew was going to happen or I, you know, envisioned going, you know, going through it. Uh, one of the hardest things for, for me at McShin is, you know, and this is just because of my passion. Like I, I love, and I just was doing a recovery coach training today and I was sharing with some of the, um, the individuals in there in the training you know, if you want to be a recovery coach and you want to get your foot in the door and, you know, and you, you want to do this for a living, if, if you're not passionate, if your heart's not in it, it's probably not the right thing for you to do. Uh, you know, and, and my passion, you know, I, I just love helping. You know, I, I love being in a position where I can help individuals just like me. Uh, you know, um, so one of the hardest things for me is is when, like, I'm sitting in front of somebody and I know I got to tell them that they can't be here anymore you know that they've gotten to the point where like we no longer are able to help them right now or they've just become so toxic are they you know the consequences just have you know what we keep giving them they keep you know doing things against what we're asking them to do I gotta ask them to leave that's probably the hardest thing for me you know, at McShin, um, you know, looking at somebody saying, hey, look, right now, I think it's best if you exit our program for a couple weeks. You know, I just, you know, I don't like doing that. Uh, it's not something, you know, and, 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 and it's something I know how to do. Um, it is something I have the ability to put into words and, and explain to, to individuals. But like in my heart, I don't like doing it. Uh, no. Um, and, and that's probably one of the hard things that I got to do there at McShin. Um, yeah, I, I had to do something similar this evening, man. So I can, I can relate, man. You know, it's, it's tough, you know, it's tough. And that, and that kind of brings up a, you know, um, another question, man, is like, um, cause I often think about, it, and this is not like a work-based question. It's more just like, you know, theories behind, you know, how to better do what we do, man. But like, you know, I, you know, there's not a lot because I mean, there's people, man, that have, you know, exhausted, you know, uh, and I've been one of those guys. Let me just say, you know what I mean? Like, that have exhausted like every recovery resource in the area, man. So, like, you know, when is enough enough? And like, when do, you know, as a provider, and I know it's a case by case basis, but as a provider, like, when do we, you know, what, what, you know, when do we put our, you know, put our foot down and say, man, maybe we're not helping this individual because, you know, it's really hard to do that. 
you know, it's hard to, to say, man, like, you know, we're not giving you what you need, but at the same time, there's fear associated with that. Well, what if, you know, what if this person, you know, something happens to them, you know? Um, and so how do you manage th- those type of, that type of stuff, you know? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer and I learned this from, from uh 12 step from, from um, going to narcotics anonymous means and from a, a good mentor in my life, um, you know, always told me that the group is the most powerful vessel, you know? So when it comes to decisions and I, you know, I, I'll, I'll make decisions when I have to, but I'll, I, I believe in coming together as a team, you know, when we have, we have individuals, you know, participants is what we call them at McShin, you know, that are utilizing our services and, you know, either they're, they're disruptive or they keep using um, or they're not following the rules. I tend to like to get the staff together and we kind of talk about it and, and, and we make a decision together as a group. You know, I, I think that's the most powerful vessel, um, you know, and, and, and so it that's how I tend to do it when it comes to those. But there's a lot of uh, different facets of different things that will play into, you know, having to take some you know having to get to the point where you have to say you know what we're gonna um, ask you to leave um you know i my personal experience is i had to have consequences like i believe in consequences you know i was talking with 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 another um another colleague you know who who works in this field and you know he was talking about you know he doesn't like to call them consequences he likes to call it accountability and 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 you know and and i i understand you know you know holding people accountable uh, I think that that's our job in the recovery community to hold each other accountable. I'm going to hold my staff accountable, but you know, if, if, if the judge just gave me a little slap on the wrist and didn't send me away, I probably, you know, I probably might've still been doing some of the things I was doing. Right. You know, so I do a, a believe in consequences and there is times where, you know, somebody keeps breaking the rules and, and they got to get consequences. And part of that would be, you know, you, you're going to have to, to leave this RCO for a certain, you know, you're not going to be able to, to stay in our housing for a couple weeks or, you know, for a week. But what we try to do, one thing that we try to do at McShin is we try to connect them to somewhere where they can get the help that they need. But I think it's real important, you know, for me, you know, one of the important things that I have in place is, is just have a great team, you know, have a great team that is that, you know, when we get to those, those, decisions when we have to make those decisions collectively we lean on each other you know i'm i'm real big on that so whenever we have a participant and there's some there's some behaviors going on whether they used or they had a had a somebody sleep over they weren't supposed to you know or whether they snuck out unauthorized overnight whatever it may be I like to call the team together and let's talk about it and then let's make a decision collectively as a team. You know? So you must sit in team meetings all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it can, hey, you know, it, it can get, it can get to that point. Um, but you know, once, once, uh, once we've gotten in the habit of doing this as a team, it's gotten to the point where, you know, my, my program directors, you know, they, they know they have some people they can lean on collectively. So when stuff like that happens, um, you know, but this is mainly for major stuff, you know, because, right. you know, we're not trying to exit people out. That's the last thing we're trying to do. But when it comes to something, you know, where we think that it might cause that, you know, we like to come together as a team and make those decisions. Yeah, I think and we, we do the same thing. I think that 
you know, the struggle that I have personally, though, like, cause, you know, we come together as a team and we make the decision, but everybody has input, you know. And so sometimes what I struggle with the most is like, you know, like we suffer with, you know, the disease of addiction. Right. And it's like, you know, it, it, I mean, the drugs are just a manifestation of that. And so, you know, it's it's it's, you know, the behavior, man, like it's signified by. Um, you know, certain behaviors and just, uh, you know, inability to follow rules. And then we work a lot with people that, you know, have been incarcerated for years. And so it's almost like, you know, it's just a hard decision to make sometimes, man, you know, um, when you try to figure out like how much leeway, like if somebody's never had any experience with following the rules and, you know, um, or like, you know, having, uh, some structure, but also having a little bit of freedom. Cause some people so suffer with that, you know, they've just been so structured their whole life when they're, you know, you know, being inside of institutions that they, you know, they struggle, um, you know, when they get to a place like ours or like y'all's, you know? And so I don't know, man, it's just, it's, it's difficult for me. You know, I struggle with that. That's kind of why I wanted to ask you about that. Cause sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm like, man, you know, like we can, maybe we can do more to help this person, you know? Um, yeah, and, and we, yeah, no, I, 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 I get it, man. It is, it definitely is a struggle. One of my first, uh, when I, I first kind of taste of working in this environment, I was working at the healing place and, you know, there was a gentleman that used to come in and do, do some groups there. And he did this wonderful group, man. I love it. I, I stole, I, you know, I stole some of his, 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 his information that he does, man, but he would call it helper harm, you know, and that's kind of what I weigh out when I'm sitting, sitting in front of somebody that continues to display the by allowing them to stay and continue to do that or am I harming, you know, and that's something that I use. So it's a tool that I use, you know, when I'm in those situations, decision, you know, to keep somebody or ask somebody to leave or give somebody a consequence or increase their accountability, you know, is this going to help or is it going to harm? Well, I appreciate your feedback on that. And so, uh, you know, I guess, um, I don't know, man, I kind of want to just pick your brain a little bit too about like, uh, you know, what are, you know, you've been on this journey a while, man, you know, and I'm sure it's going to be hard to kind of nail one down. But like, if I had to say, Jesse, what's the most important lesson you've learned in recovery? What would that be? Or in life even, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, you, you're right. It is hard to nail down like the most important. Um, there's been many lessons that I've had. Sorry, somebody, I'm trying to drive and talk. Sorry about that. So there's been many there's been many a lessons, you know, one, one thing that, that I've been taught that's been real important that, that stands out to me is, uh, you know, I, I, I gotta stay committed. Uh, you know, I, I remember early on, I was, I was in a program and I, I was struggling with my relationship with, with God. And I, I hear all these people talk about how it has to be real intimate and, you know, real close and, and, you know, and, and I, and I struggled with that cause I just didn't, you know, I didn't feel like I had, I had that. And, you know, I was leaning on a, a good friend of mine, a mentor of mine 
uh, you know, I was talking to him and I was like, you know, Walt, Walt, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this. And, and he was like, you know, Jesse, just stay committed. Just stay committed to that relationship. Um, you know, and, and that's one lesson that I learned is, is that in everything I do in life, you know, um, I need to stay committed. You know, whatever commitment I have, you know, I need to honor that. Um, you know, I, um, I remember um, I kept, I kept telling a friend of mine that I was going to go to church with him. And he'd be like, all right, I'm going to come pick you up. And so every morning he'd come to pick me up. I wouldn't be outside standing there waiting waiting on him, you know, and I wouldn't go. And, and, and so finally, you know, we're talking one day, and he was like, he was like, you know, Jesse, why, you know, why, why are you not, you know, you know, what's going on? You keep telling me you want to go, you're going to go, and then you don't show up. And I'm like, oh, you know, this came up, and, you know, this, this happened, or I had to go visit, you know, get my son, you know, or something. And he was like, he was like, why, you know, why didn't you just pick up the phone and call me and let me know, you know, you're going to break that commitment, you know, you know, yes, stay committed. But if something comes up, you know, why not pick up the phone? Why not call? Why not talk about it? Why not communicate it? You know, and that was an important lesson for me in recovery. You know, I can't say it's the most important lesson. There's just so many you know, so many things you learn and continue to learn, um, you know, but that one stands out to me. Uh, also, you know, something that stands out to me uh, that's happened to me, you know, since I've been been in recovery is, uh, you know, we, we in the 12 step fellowship, we do a thing that's called step work and, and we get together with our sponsor and, and you know, we do this, do the step work and, you know, the sponsorship <laughs> sometimes can be, there, there, there can almost it's almost like a hierarchy you know you can almost look at your sponsor as you know you might put him on on a pedestal for for the most part you know you might look up to him and it's not supposed to be like that but it just naturally happens that way because they're a little further along so you know you naturally look at them in that aspect and um you know i'll never forget the first time i was ever sitting down with Walt and I was, you know, you know, getting ready to indulge in step work and try to learn about myself. And he, um, he reached, you know, he reached his hands out and he asked to pray with me, um, you know, and, and I had never did that with a man before. And I was like, yeah, you know, you know, let's do it. Um, and what he, what he said in that prayer is, you know, he was asking for guidance and direction, you know, and that showed me one of the, one of the greatest tools that I still try to have professionally at home, you know, in recovery, whatever it may be, but it showed me an act of humility that was really important. You know, he, he was letting me know that he doesn't know and he needs guidance and help too, you know, and, and that lesson right there is something I try to, I try to apply in life, you know, and, and everything that I do, um, you know, I try to, you know, keep humility up front and, you know, have an open mind, be teachable. Um, you know, when I took on this new, this new career, when I switched, and started working at McShane, I, I had to apply some humility, you know, because like the the ego in me wanted me to come in there and act like I know everything and know how to do things. And, you know, and the reality is that I didn't and I needed to be taught some things, um, you know, um, so that humility piece is real big. All right. So what kind of uh, I'm going to give you a chance to plug to give McShane a plug more than you already have, and we've already been talking about him. But what kind of events do you guys got going on this season or within the next couple of months that you might want to get out there to everybody? Man, we got, we got so many events. Uh, you know, tomorrow we got a book signing with Tim Ryan. I think he wrote the book um, um, from 
from Dope to Hope, or I, I, I might be saying it wrong. I haven't read it. I, I actually met met him today, and I was joking with him and telling him I hadn't read the book yet, and he was telling me I'm on I'm on his uh, shit list. <laughs> but um, you know, he's he's doing a book signing tomorrow right at McShin. That starts at six o'clock. Um, you know that that's that's a great way to you know get in there. We have um, we also have uh, let me pull the calendar up and I can read some stuff. Yeah, from, yeah, that'd be great. You know, we we do have we do have the book signing tomorrow, and then every Thursday and Friday today and tomorrow we're doing what's called recovery coach training. We do that the last Thursday and Friday of every month, right? And it's a great opportunity to get involved. Uh, you know, if, if you are a licensed clinical staff, you can get your CEUs. You know, it counts towards that. And if you're just trying to learn about recovery coaching, you know, you can come in and, and get that. Um, we do that every month. Um, we do a revive training every month, and that's the fourth Friday of every month. It's either conducted by myself or, or Jillian. Um, you know, so that's another thing. Um, you know, it, it's very important um, to have, to know, to learn about. Um so we have uh, every every Wednesday we have a, a families anonymous a, a meeting that's held, um, and that's great for the families that you know have individuals who suffer from substance use disorder, uh, and that's open to the public for anybody to come. And then Tuesday nights we have what's called grapple, right? Um, that's that's conducted um, by Tracy Grow. I think she was on your podcast. Uh, it was a great podcast too, by the way. Um, you know, she does that. You know, we it, it's it's at McShane. It, again, it's for individuals that have lost someone to to um, substance use disorder, and she does a great job with it. All right. Um, you know, and there's there's other other events throughout the model. You know, I, I know you want to keep naming them, but there's 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 other stuff, man. Um, you know, one thing McShin prides itself on is, you know, same day service. You know, it's open to the community. I encourage anybody who's listening to the podcast, um, you know, anybody who's, you know, got any questions um, about anything, man. You know, um, there's a lot of um, recovery community organizations out there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't say you know, one is the only one that knows everything, um, but. You know, we're 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 open for anybody to come in there anytime, any day, and get it, get the information they need. You know, that's what our staff is trained on to provide information. You know, if we can't help, we want to put you in the right direction. Um, but I love I love for people to come out and check us out. You know, do tours. Um, you know, check out one of our houses, and, and check out the RCO itself. All right. Um, yeah, man, I'm really excited. You know, uh, like I said. Obviously, you know, I've, uh, you know, when, when, when McShin brought you on, man, I, I you know, I, I've always loved them, but I think that that was, uh, you know, one of a, one of the many smart moves that they made was bringing you in there, um, you know, to, to take that position that you took. So, um, and I'm just, I've, I've watched the organization, um, grow and transform and, um, you know, it's just, it's pretty cool to watch. I'm I'm grateful to have an organization like McShin in my community. You know, I live over here right by McShin and, um, you know, it's funny, man, because, you know, uh, you know, so historically people think that when you bring a bunch of people with substance use disorder into your 
community that it causes a bunch of problems, man. But I can tell you one thing, man. I used to know how Lakeside used to be, you know, before McShim was here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, this area, man, has almost turned into like, you know, has almost turned into like, uh, you know, like a like a mini recovery, uh, you know, neighborhood, man. And it's uh, it's pretty cool, man, to be a part of it. And I'm glad, uh, I'm glad to have McShane, you know, in my neighborhood, man. But, um, so thank you for everything that y'all provide, man. It's uh, it's awesome. And, yeah, uh, thank you, thank you, Ryan. And uh, and so uh, I guess, man, the last question I want to ask you, I've been asking a couple people this. But the last question I want to ask you, man, you know, is, uh, you know, in, in recovery, you know, we're always we live in today, but we have goals, too, you know. And, and uh, you know, we, we only got, you know, 24 hours at a time. But, you know, I think it was you that made me sit down and write all them goals down that time. So I'm curious, what's on Jesse's goal list, man? What what does the future hold for, for Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, um Man, I, I got to sit down and, and, and look at some of my goals uh, <laughs> right right now. Like one of the goals, and this is just a personal goal. It's gonna, it's not most most. You know, you're probably gonna be like, well, I don't want to hear this type of goal, but this is one goal that I have personally um, right now going on. Is I want to weigh under 220 pounds. Okay. So like, it's something that I'm working at. Um, we got a contest going on at 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 the job. Um, you know, me, uh, John Track and Cricket, we all we're all competing to see who can lose the most weight. Uh, you know, that's one of my personal goals right now is to get to that weight. Um, you know, and, and I, I got some other goals, but that's just one that that comes comes to mind. Hey, well, you 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 pick really... yeah, you pick the right way to meet that goal because I know you like me, we're both competitive. You know what I mean? So like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you add something competitive in there, man, we're we're more inclined to. Uh, to compete sometimes than we are to, uh, <laughs> exactly, to achieve exactly. solo. So, uh, and, and, and weigh, weigh ins tomorrow. So we'll weigh in and see who lost the most for the week. All right, man. Well, look, I know I, I think I've had you on a little longer than I, than I told you I would, I would need you, but, uh, I appreciate your time, man. You know, always a pleasure talking with you. Uh, always a pleasure, you know, just getting to chop it up, man. And, and, uh, you know, talk about recovery related stuff, man. And just about life. So, uh, thanks again, man. Thanks to McShin. And, uh, you know, I yeah. look forward to, to working with you and maybe at some time in the future, man, we'll sit down and do a follow-up and kind of just, you know, have another talk. It, 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 you know, I, I enjoy it. It flowed real easily for me and, and I always like conversations like that, man. So thanks again for being a, being a guest on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. It's this honor and a privilege, Ryan. And you know, I love you, man. So, so thanks, man. I right, love you too, but I'll talk okay. to you later on. All right, man. All right.